Are you currently in college or recently graduated but kind of struggling to figure out how to approach your post-grad life? If so, then I have the perfect guide for you, which I created for my college self in mind. That is the Everyday Girl's Guide to Career Success ebook, which features a holistic approach to all things starting out in your career during and after college, from cultivating the right mindset, building your resume, maximizing your LinkedIn profile and network, and so much more. I take you through a personal step-by-step guide on how to prepare for all areas needed when searching for a job. And these were actually many steps that I personally did between my sophomore and senior year of college, as well as the first year out of college. So I always highly recommend to start early to create opportunities for yourself. In this ebook guide, you will find cover letter tips and custom templates available for download, resume building steps with three custom templates, LinkedIn tools, and step-by-step guide on maximizing your profile, top 20 behavioral interview questions, and a lot more. Again, you can find this online at whatfulfillsyou.com. Just make sure when you click shop, just go to all products and you will find the ebook there, or just go to the show notes and it will be linked. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth. I'm your host, and for today's guest episode, I have on Jade Beglin, who is the co-founder of 4AM, which is a very simple and minimalist skincare brand, and she talks a little bit more about that on today's conversation. But we also really just dive into a lot of different things, which I know you guys always love, especially because this is a lifestyle-focused podcast. And I know a lot of you guys who listen who are in your young 20s. And this is definitely one of those conversations where I was thinking about what I would have wanted to hear or just topics more that I would have loved to hear from women who are a few years older than me, considering Jade and I are both 26. And so we dive into a lot of fun topics on this conversation, including dating in New York, how to make and of course keep friends, how her and her co-founder started 4AM Skincare, and so much more. And so I think you guys will really enjoy this fun episode. So with that being said, let's welcome Jade to the podcast. Well, Jade, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm excited to talk about our lifestyles because I told you before, my friend sent me your TikTok and was like, you guys have a very similar work hard, play hard mentality. And I was creeping. I'm like, that's accurate. (laughs) That's accurate. And you're happy to me. So I love that. But before we like get into everything, can you share a brief background of like, Everything, I always like to paint a picture, especially because there are young girls that listen, maybe like pre-college, 
through college and then a little bit after because I think that's kind of like those prime years that yeah. really shape us as we have hit our mid-20s yeah for sure um I actually went to boarding school in Boston so nice. before college and I've so I've always been very um I had like the option to go to school near me when I was growing up where I grew up but mm -hmm. just I really liked the idea of like being super independent and like living away from home nice. and then ended up going to Georgetown where I did uh, I went. I was in their School of Foreign Service, which okay. is like their international affairs program, um, and but I really liked like business okay. related things. Like, yeah. and I just I thought I was like, oh, it's basically like international business things yeah. is what I was like kind of doing. Mm -hmm. um, but I uh, loved like DC and loved being just like I like really college for me was a time like I feel like a lot of people have mixed like. Fe not feelings, but some people don't love their college experience. Right, right. I loved my college experience. I think in high school, I was always very shy. Okay. And I think in college, and especially like the first year out of college, was mm -hmm. where I actually came out of my shell. Yeah. Um, were you in a sorority? I was, but okay. sororities were really not big at Georgetown. At Georgetown. Okay. It wasn't really, I, I dropped my sorority, I think like my junior year it was okay. not like they they were only like two sororities there. got it, it got really, it okay Small. it was really just like your friends and it was interesting because like at georgetown it was very much like cl like club not like nightclub yeah but like club, <laughs> club culture got of, it of, got it there were different like like i was like the head of the investment club oh like, okay it was very you started early yeah. okay oh yeah okay. um and then so yeah so i was super finance heavy it like mm -hmm. ended up um, so I actually went out, out my two summers, my, my last two summers of college, I interned in New York mm -hmm. um, at a bank and did finance. And that was what I did actually coming into uh, New York as well. I, I've been in New York since I graduated college. Okay. And my first job out of college, I was working at JP Morgan as a derivatives trader, which is like very different um yeah. than what I do now yeah holy <laughs> I shit. like to joke but I just keep doing dumber and dumber things um, that's my career path it's oh just my god losing brain cells but um, <laughs> I um that. but um so that I did that for a little bit over a year full-time mm -hmm. like after college okay realized I always like I had this like inner being of wanting to be a quantitative person I was like I like numbers and okay. math and then I when I got there full time, I was the only non MIT math major on my oh, desk. Okay, and I was like, "You guys like math a lot more than I do." Okay, okay. Wait, did you major in math though? No, I was. My major is very weird: science, technology, and international affairs. Oh, is the name okay. of my major. Okay, so I was like, Fancy. I do computer science and international affairs. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Um, it was very like very weird. It does not really coordinate <laughs> to what I do now. Yeah. Um, but basically after a year, I was like, okay, this is not the vibe at all. Okay. Um, but did you meet like hot finance guys? Um, <laughs> like, no. I've always been curious. I'm not going to no, lie. No, oh. no. Like everyone I worked with was, I, man, I don't want to be mean, but like <laughs> one, they were like much older. And like, I think for me, that is actually why, because I left so early. Mm -hmm. And so like, I was just like, I, I, the, when I knew I was going to leave was when I saw like my MD at the times mm -hmm. life. And I was like, I do not want that. Like right, that is right. not, I was like, and that was, a lot of people complain about the day to day. Mm -hmm. I was in trading, so it wasn't quite. It, it was really early. I was getting into the office at seven a.m. Okay. Um, but 
but I would also leave at seven. Like it was seven to seven, okay. which in finance eyes isn't that bad. Okay. Okay. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so I didn't actually hate the day to day. Okay. But what I hated was being like, I'm working hard for something I don't want. Okay. And that was when I was like, when I realized that, when that clicked in my head, where I was like, you're working hard for something you don't even want. That mm-hmm. was when I was like, I got to get out fast. Okay. Um. And so I think for that reason, I've also never really been into finance guys because I see uh. like, I'm very much, I'm like, I had that I had like the opportunity to do what you're doing and I was like, absolutely not. So it's like, doesn't impress me as much to like, yeah, (laughs) I like a guy who's, who like, if I, or I think it's very like twofold too. I think it's Mm -hmm. guys who are, who like guy who, if a guy is like, I really am into finance like, and I like, want to do this and like this is why I'm so into it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, like that. Because and, he's like, passionate Because he's passionate right. and has a path. Right. If he right. did it because uh, it's good money and like everyone else is doing it so I figured I'd do it. Vomit. Yes, I, I agree to that. Um. Yeah. <laughs> it's so important for me, especially as an entrepreneur who does various things that I enjoy, like yeah. podcasting being one of them. I feel like I need a partner that shares a similar passion in exactly. whatever he does. Exactly. Like kind yeah. Of it doesn't have to under. be cool. Right. Like, exactly. But yeah. like you you love the, the day. Yeah. And thing. they don't have to be successful now. Like yeah. I just want them to like be like working towards something that they like. Yeah. You know? But then yeah, it was like no to that. And then worked at actually like a growth marketing agency that worked with a bunch of direct-to-consumer brands to Mm -hmm. build them out. Um, And really the reason why I did that, because I wanted to go into something to do with startups, Mm -hmm. but realized, hey, I didn't like, I remember I, my like path after GP, I was like, I, or while I was still there trying to find something else Mm -hmm. was basically let me DM any, like I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was so I just basically like cold LinkedIn DM like as many people as I could who were a year out of college because I want that was important to me because I was like maybe I just hate this because everyone hates their job a year out of college okay so it's you're just asking for too much this is a normal rite of passage so let's just see if everyone else is hating their life (laughs) as much as I hate my life (laughs) 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 um and like not everyone and so I messaged one girl who had actually been in the same major as me at Georgetown Mm -hmm. and she was working at this marketing agency but it wasn't a traditional it had been actually started by a bunch of finance and consulting people who wanted to use numbers for marketing and paid ads and stuff like that so it was less brandy and more like okay how can we like spend this number of dollars to get this money uh, yeah. amount of sales totally. and taking a very data approach and I love that and they worked with really cool brands like we worked with like Glossier, Birchbox, Casper oh, like all okay. they, the agency got their name when they they were like the first ones to work with Dollar Shave Club so like all oh, those guys okay. um, and I was like okay that's great because I can to like I don't know what I want to do yet but I want to see how a lot of different businesses are like being built okay um and then while I was there was actually when I started what I kind of like work on my main business now, which is 4AM Skin, which Mm -hmm. is an all-in-one minimal skincare brand for people who are out at 4AM, really built for any anyone who feels like they want to have a luxurious research-backed skincare routine, Mm -hmm. but can also be simple. Like we felt that when you looked down a skincare aisle, Mm -hmm. you would, it's so backwards in, in comparison to a lot of other industries where 
you see people's skin like the more comp like the more things someone has products in their bathroom mm -hmm. people are like ah oh, like that's luxury like right. that's like luxurious right. and I was like that's actually like that's absolutely not what I want like yeah. I want to have two things that I do every day and it works and like that that's my thing and it feels and I feel like it's a nice routine and yeah. so we wanted to make all-in-one something that you could feel luxurious about and good about okay um, as well as have a fun brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How, okay, let me like backtrack a little bit. So at what point while you were working at this agency, did you come up with this idea? I know you have a co-founder as yeah. well. Like how did that conversation come about? Yeah, so it's interesting because skincare was really not my thing. Yeah. Um, And it actually, it kind of started, the, like the initial thoughts around the brand actually started back when I was at JP and that I remember so my co-founder we met at georgetown mm -hmm. sabrina um she was she was like a skincare junkie and okay. she was also she was pre-med ended up going to georgetown medical school okay. in the hopes of becoming a dermatologist eventually uh, okay um and so she was always the girl that i would go to of like okay what should i be doing yeah like and so i remember going to her one day like when i was working like bad hours and like also going out yeah. I was like the skin is not skinning <laughs> um and like I was like I'm ready to invest in skin hair just tell yeah. me what to do I'll do it right, right. then she gave me this like really long 10-step routine that I'm sure was great yeah. but I was like I'm not gonna do this yeah um and so that was when we kind of like we're like there's like something there that was definitely like the original kind of like seed yeah um, and then once I had the marketing agency background, it was like, we were like, okay, like now we actually have very complementary skill sets of, yeah. okay, she can do like the product as well as a bit of like the brand. She had built an Instagram following mm -hmm. and I was like, I can do like the marketing and operations and the finance side of things. Um, and so that was kind of how it came about. How did it, when it came to placing your first order mm -hmm. like did it take a lot of capital did you use savings yeah did you actually like raise money right away or like borrow some from parents and then yeah. also like how long did that take before you actually brought it to market yeah yeah so uh, the when we like made incorporation docs mm -hmm. was and like was the end of january or the beginning of february of 2020 okay okay <laughs> <laughs> we all know that time yeah <laughs> And so at the time we were like, um, let's, we thought we were going to, we, I remember reading about Glossier and remembering that they had raised a million dollars off of like basically a back of a napkin. Okay. Um, and I was like, let's do that. <laughs> um, and so I remember we made a whole pitch deck, like, and went to people and then it was in February and then like the whole world like shut down. Right. Um, and I think also like the market wasn't like that anymore. No one was. And we also, Emily Weiss had a much, like she had a big blog or whatever. She was still a first time founder, but mm -hmm. so we were like, okay, fundraising didn't really work. Everyone was like, build like a minimum viable product and then like come back to us. Right. Um, and so then, yeah, basically the entirety. So, but we really didn't spend, like we did like the minimum order quantity and it was between her and my savings. Okay. And we also launched while we were still working full-time job. So, okay. But it took us a really long time to launch the product. Um, it when took did us, it officially launch? So we officially launched July of 2021. So, okay. So like well, we started, yeah. Ago. So, okay. yeah. So, February 2020 to July 2021. It was like a very long time right, to right. get go from idea. And we launched with only two SKUs, two serums. Mm -hmm. um, 
And yeah, so we, it was a lot of the formula is actually a custom formula to us. A lot of people who have skincare brands, especially like celebrity brands, they just mm -hmm. kind of slap a name onto totally an existing, um, there'll be like contract. Yeah. There'll be okay. like contract manufacturers that you can yeah. go to and they're like, okay, here's like a, a vitamin C serum. Like here's like a list of things that we yeah. can have that you can just white label basically. Yeah. Ours is a, ours. We took the time to do a custom. We tweaked the exact, um, ingredients that we wanted to have in okay. it so that's why it took like a much yeah, yeah. longer period of time as well as just like us being the minimalist part though I'm so curious like do you use both serums yeah so basically we sell it as the routine and it's one is rise and the other one is rest so it's okay. a morning and a night serum okay and, and that's all you use yeah so I no moisturizer I don't use a moisturizer okay. I only use I use SPF it doesn't have SPF in it okay. um it so does, it does have it does SPF. not have oh, SPF okay, so in it so yeah SPF. you add an SPF we would have loved to do SPF we didn't have enough money for it. Totally, <laughs> like totally. you have I mean, to do, yeah. it is a very um, long and like expensive process to yeah. do it. So yeah. we were like, okay, well, we can't do that. Um, would have loved to, but um, but basically after a cleanser, that's all you need okay. and an SPF. Um, and so really how we think about it is additionally, like all the active ingredients that you kind of need in a skincare routine, you're getting in either the morning and the night. Some of them you double down and get in okay. both, but we really wanted to be like, okay, you don't have to think like, cause I remember always having like, okay, I hit a vitamin C serum. When should I be using it? Like that's even, it seems stupid, but it's like a question that you have. Yeah. And like, we wanted to take all the thinking yeah. out of it for you. Yeah. Okay. What about has there ever been a time where you were like, oh, I wish maybe like, do you use like eye cream or anything else that like would help with the skin? Yeah. Like, how do you keep it so minimal and effective? Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely, so we actually launched under eye masks. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Okay. I have seen those. Yeah. Okay. And those we actually were, I use them with our rest serum. Mm -hmm. Um, there's definitely times where I like, I'll use like pimple patches. Right. Um, right. if I'm like, especially breaking out the way we think about it is really like, this is your base routine that you can feel good about. Right. Like, if you have extra steps that you like love or like you're feeling super dry one day, yeah. it's in the winter and you have like dry skin, throw in a moisturizer. Yeah. Totally like you're allowed to. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, but yeah. this is just like a base routine that you know is good and mm -hmm. you can feel good about and like protects your skin barrier, helps exfoliation, et cetera. And it's really yeah. just like we think of it as like, and if you're being lazy, yeah. just do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good because I definitely have my lazy day. Yeah, right? exactly. Um. How did you get started in getting into retailers, though? That's, like, a, that's great a great right? question. Yeah. yeah. So because our retailers really happened very recently because mm -hmm. um, we had originally we so we we're in three retailers other than our direct consumer site. We're at um, we are at 13 Loon um, Urban Outfitters and Revolve. Yeah. 13 Loon happened. They focus on like, uh, minority brands, okay. but putting them in, but they have like really great brand selections. And we actually had met the founder of that. Yeah. Um, like at a dinner. Mm -hmm. So one, that one was like a connection one. Um, and then, and they brought us on really early. Like okay. obviously no one else kind of had heard of us. Yeah. Um, and then Urban and Revolve, Urban actually reached out to us. They oh, saw really? us. Yeah, they have. I will say Urban does a really good job of finding new brands that yeah. they want to carry. Yeah. Um, there it's and I've heard of actually a lot of like um investors looking at what Urban's buying oh, and being like, oh, like these are gonna be the new brands because Urban 
finds people very early. Yeah. Um, and then Revolve um, was actually... I had worked with them as an influencer, actually. Okay, okay. Um, and I remember I was like, it's really a lot of just shooting your shot because I knew that the girl who was talking to me, like sending me clothes was not like the beauty buyer. Right. But I like sent her my deck, uh, like our, basically we have like anytime we talk to a reseller, you mm -hmm. have um, like a wholesale deck that yep. shows, basically tells the story of your right. brand and what your products are. Right. Um, brought sent her that and I was like hey I know you work with me on a on a on a very different basis but like gave her a little pitch um if you have would love to be connected to one of the the beauty buyers if yeah. you have an email um she was like oh this looks great like I'll pass it along and see what happens okay. and then yeah that's how we got in oh wow and so how long have you been I guess in urban and revolve yeah actually? so we actually launch an urban and revolve both in july of this oh, year so super so recent. like a month ago yeah oh wow yeah okay. so it's been crazy wow and it's been so a busy summer how does that work for you guys where um especially i feel like this is fun to give the behind the scenes for people who are listening and maybe they are developing a product type of business but a lot of people don't know like some brands or like some retailers will have you do like you handle the fulfillment mm -hmm. and some actually handle the fulfillment on their side yeah so how has that worked for you guys and are you guys like operating most of your stuff out of your New York apartments no, or like, how does it work, right? So from the beginning, since we knew that, so when we first started the brand and when the, when we were selling, yeah. we were, Sabrina was in medical school okay, and I had a full-time job. Like we didn't quit our jobs for like a year and a half into okay. the business. So it wasn't like a snapping like this, yeah. we're making millions of dollars and like whatever. It was definitely like takes time to like build something yeah. which I think a lot of people don't talk about but right. um we and so from but that at that point we were like I know that like if we're fulfilling it ourselves it's just not going to be done like on time so we that's something we did outsource oh, okay. from the beginning okay. we were like we have a warehouse in um outside of Pitts in Pennsylvania yeah um and they do all like the shipping stuff so yeah. love them um so we don't do that. Um, but for both Urban and Revolve and 13 Loon, actually, all of them, we ship them the product and then they do the fulfillment. So it's not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So they do it all. Um, they have like different requirements totally. for how it has to be packaged right. on the way to them. Like right. Urban is very strict yep. on how things need to be packaged. You have to put like special barcodes yep. that are their barcodes. Yeah everything has to be in a poly bag and whatever. Totally. Um, but yeah, generally it's actually, once you get the PO, it's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what was the most stressful part for you guys in onboarding these retailers and like expanding that part of your business? Because I feel like it is such a different scale when you go from, yeah. you know, purely direct to consumer yeah. and then launching into especially two very big retailers. Yeah. So I think for us, um, it's definitely the stressful part is is one wanting to make sure that they're keeping like that you as much as urban and revolve can drive volume. What a buyer is thinking about if they're going to rebuy is obviously like it's great to get into these places. The totally. more important thing is, is to sell through in these yes. places. Yes. Um. And so we wanted to make sure that we're actually like supporting those as yeah. much as it doesn't make sense at the first, like at first glance, because I make more money. Right. When people buy from my site, because they take margin. Yep. Yeah. Um. But I think the most stressful thing was like, are people going to buy it from these websites? And 
they did so it yeah. was like like <laughs> which are so we're happy about like how both of them have been progressing mm -hmm. um both of them have been reordering since mm -hmm. which is like very exciting for yeah. us and it's I think Revolve is especially exciting for me um, because I think um, that, one, they ship us internationally. Yeah. So oh, okay. we opened up. I think it did actually way better than I thought it was going to yeah. because I think we've had international reach. But there's like if you are like in London, the only place you can buy it is Revolve um, oh, okay. and not from our own website. So and I, I like that because it doesn't cannibalize our sales yeah. like it's it is actually a very big lift to ship internationally yeah. and then you have to like deal with like it gets rejected at customs yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. um so so that's like really exciting and I think they have a great like affiliate network etc of like mm -hmm. influencers who already like link out who get link out to their revolve likes and right. so we really wanted to like capitalize on that yeah you guys choose not to sell international directly from your website Was yeah that yeah that's it's a cho it's a choice one there's there's a lot of like labeling requirements right. that can be different we all we actually abide by all the eu standards mm -hmm. but i think not all of our pack and one if you sell in the eu you have to have it's just a lot of extra costs. Yes, you have yeah. to have a point of you have to have a point of contact or person of record yeah. in the EU. They don't have to be a full time employee, but like you have to. There's like I think consulting services yeah. to do it, but it's just like another. We definitely haven't saturated our like U.S. market, so we're right. like there's only two of us at the company, so it's yeah. like it's just like would be a distraction I think at this point. But like, yeah. I mean definitely in the future, like we get so many comments about it. How do you guys balance the workload between you two? And like now that you guys have been in the business for longer and you guys are both doing it full time yeah. now? Yeah. So how do you guys actually take it from here? And yeah. And, and like I guess like looking forward to like scaling, but then also managing your time as like yeah. a young New Yorker and like still like trying to work on this business. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Yeah, I think so. It's definitely something that is like totally in flux now. Like we're we're learning as we're going, and yeah. it, but it's definitely evolved over time. Because at the beginning, both Sabrina and I touched everything. Like basically every decision we were like taking together. Right. But at some point, that becomes a stopping. Mm -hmm. Like that is a bottleneck. Right. We have to split up things a lot more. I basically do most of our like operation stuff of mm -hmm. like I deal with all of our wholesalers mm -hmm. and then I do do a lot of obviously the TikTok. Yeah. It's actually funny because we kind of split like she loves doing Instagram. I hate Instagram. Like yeah. Instagram is like my <laughs> least favorite app. Yeah. Um. So she like she does like the Instagram and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. we, we kind of 
balance it is like she does like pro any like product really product yeah. development stuff and I do more kind of like the day-to-day -day like growth stuff it's okay. kind of how um we split it but there's still a lot of like we both really touch the like the branding etc mm -hmm. but she definitely has more design skills and like hard design skills like if there's any like graphics like she's designing it which is crazy we're like trying to get like away from like making every single Instagram post yeah. um <laughs> yeah but work in progress right how do you guys balance it though as like fun 20 some year olds like in the city right like, yeah and like like how do you what's it what's a day in your life I'm so curious I love like comparing mine to others because I think sometimes like there's no right or wrong answer and as an entrepreneur I think when I first worked like left my corporate job and like went on my own it felt really weird yeah because right? like you can literally dictate what time you wake up yeah if you work out in the morning or midday or evening yeah that kind of thing but I'm always so curious like what other people do to kind of create flow and structure yeah it's for it's the you mentioned the working out thing like yeah. I was never a big workout person I think until like I've become such a bigger workout person now that I work for myself because and now it like it's like a routine that yes. I have yeah. like it's like I if I don't work out in the morning and it's like I hear myself and I'm like ew you suck like like, <laughs> like I hated those people yeah. who are like work out in the morning right. like it's a, I can't do it without my day without the workout yeah um but so like I'm a, and I'm also a morning person it was never the case until actually the year JP Morgan me having to get into the office at 7 a.m like now I cannot like I just wake up naturally like now it's not as early anymore but like I will I don't use an alarm clock mm -hmm. and I will wake up at the latest at 7 30. Oh wow and Good so and so if like I don't remember the last time I used an alarm clock and a lot of times I'll just randomly wake up at six like and then I'm just like okay Oh my like, God. here's the day. Yeah. Um, what time do you go to bed, though? Like, how do you like that's my struggle is if I want to wake up early, I know that I have to go to bed at a reasonable time or else I'll wake up groggy. Yeah. That's I just I live with like not a lot of sleep. Like I <laughs> like I probably go to bed like on average, like at midnight. OK. Yeah. And waking up like six, seven. Yeah. Okay. So it's not that bad. I think you can live off that much sleep. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's doable for sure. And okay. then there's other days where like, and then I feel like I also play catch up a lot. Like yeah. it'll be like, like on the weekends, I'll, I, I like, there are definitely weekends where I like, I, it's never that I sleep in late. It's always that I'll like pass out at nine. Like I'll be like, so, oh, okay, yeah, like okay. I'll go to bed oh, at 9 PM. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Like during the weekend? Yeah. Well, because I actually don't really – I think going out on Friday nights is, like, the worst night to go out. I, yeah. like, solely believe in going out on, like, weekdays. I'm kind of Because it's not as fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, all the people who – I think the worst day of the week to go out is on a Friday night. Yeah. Because everyone – like, the vibe is not there. Because yeah. everyone – there's too many people who are out who are, like, I'm out because I will have FOMO if I'm not out. True. Like people That's feel so obliged yeah. to go out. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's Friday night. I should do something. Yeah. But also people are rushing off work. They have they're not like relaxed yet. Yeah. But people are like, it is always like a stretch for people to like get there. Yeah. Like I feel like and then it's too busy. All these people who don't know how to go out like are out in like mm -hmm. a mess. <laughs> and then and it's just not as fun. So I yeah. love saying it on a Friday night. Yeah. No, that's been my thing, too. Also, just because I don't love the idea of doing what everyone else is doing. Yeah. And every, if everyone's like, oh, my God, what are you doing Friday night? It's yeah. kind of like maybe I should stay in and like do stuff for my business. Exactly. To be honest, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just like a thing because I feel like it is kind of nonstop. Yeah. Like, you have your own thing. And some weeks are, you know, especially holiday season coming up. It's yeah. Like, 
sometimes like certain things you have to do for like prep like exactly you know that's more important than going yeah. to the same lounge that you yeah. to go to exactly yeah how do you manage dating I really want to dive into that wait because I I'm also like- saw that what this one video I think my friend sent this to it was like I think it was about did you talk about high value woman at one point or, I or I have never <laughs> used that term okay but I think a lot of my content is like somewhat adjacent to that okay 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 I want to dive into it <laughs> yeah, yeah okay yeah. What, what are your thoughts okay dating in New York let's like let's hear your thoughts I love dating that. in New York okay um I think New York is the best city to date in. I'm obsessed <laughs> um I think because but I I think it's really because people I also think I am very masculine in like how I date okay in that like I really don't care if someone likes me or not like I'm very concerned of whether I like them and most people don't fit that standard okay um but I don't mind like going on a date and getting to know someone and like you can go you can go on a date six days a week in New York if you want like if you wanted to when I first moved to New York I think I had four dates in like my first week it was insane it was unplanned oh it was like the most like all right I was like New York is I typically average like there was over the summer I laid off like a little bit because I was like this is (laughs) there were also less people in town and like the quality of people in town was is worse over the summer Mm -hmm. but like I remember last for like in the spring it was like three to four dates a week oh my gosh have you found anyone in New York that you felt like were long-term worthy yeah like I think I I totally have um and I I've actually been single for most of my or for actually for all of my there's like a brief like sort of thing but like I haven't hadn't been except for very recently for a brief period of time I hadn't been like exclusive with anyone Mm. um for my entire time in New York and it was like and I had two I had two instances where a guy had been like I want to be your be like dating or whatever and I was like no like yeah I I I, and for a while I was like okay this might be an issue with me I'm like I'm like it's just no one going hit this like weird standard or not weird standard I have of just like I think I enjoy being single so much that it yeah. takes like a lot for someone right. to like turn the like yeah. to, to me be, be like yeah be in a relationship with them. exactly exactly yeah. have you noticed anyone so when you are on a date and they talk about or they ask you like what do you do mm-hmm. right have you ever noticed anyone intimidated or feel taken aback by the fact that you're a founder and like you're kind of and then you also like you're doing numbers types of things like I'm just super curious if you ever run into anyone that you felt like was slightly intimidated by you doing that I don't it's a good question because I've experienced that when I was especially in my early days I know my college ex of four years he definitely in hindsight I looked back I there was a level of jealousy yeah that I don't feel like he needed to feel but I think because he was like two three years older than me and um, I think a lot of people like at his work would praise me at this like holiday party. Like, yeah, it was like type of things. And I think I don't know, it was it was a weird level of jealousy. And yeah. I just didn't know that until I was dating people that I've, I've seen both sides, like some that were intimidated. And then for whatever insecure reason they had, maybe it's like they want to make sure they're more successful. I don't know, just shit like yeah. that. Right. But then also I've had guys who were still working towards their own dreams, but also were super supportive and very, yeah, just like supportive of what I do and would yeah. always like verbalize that too. Like saying like, that's so cool that you do that. And it was yeah. like such a different feeling, but I remember feeling what it felt like to have guys that were 
um, clearly avoidant about talking about what I do or asking because they just were, you could tell yeah. there was like a level of insecurity. I think I haven't really like experienced that specifically, but mm -hmm. I think it's more... I do think there is an aspect of I think it was like Victoria Paris said this of like mm -hmm. everyone wants a girl boss until they get a girl boss and then they mm. don't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so like I feel like on like first date or like newly seeing someone like mm -hmm. I've definitely never like experienced like I don't think any I haven't felt that. Mm -hmm. I also think but I also think a part of it is because like I'm a founder but I'm a founder of like a very like female focused you know our, our brand is unisex mm -hmm. but like, I think it's something that not that this is a good thing but it's like that a lot of like men could like be like oh it's not a serious thing yeah even though it is but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like they might just write off and like not feel intimidated exactly because of the way exactly. they can, like labeled in their mind exactly okay. um but I don't know. It's a good question. And maybe I've just also haven't even been like looking like I've been so maybe because like, you didn't like like them enough. So exactly. Like I, there's <laughs> never like I will say there's never been a, it's never been that I've like dated someone who I I've, I feel like I've almost only dated people who I thought were more successful than me. So, okay. like, so okay. it's like never been in a problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's but it's interesting because I think even if the guy is and I and maybe sometimes it's just like an age thing or yeah. just maturity thing. But I do always date like I could never I'm 26. Mm -hmm. Same. Like I, I would maybe date someone for 27, but like probably not like that. I want them to be like two years. Yeah. Minimum older. I think yeah. especially for me, it comes to even more thing than age. It's very hard for me to date someone who's been in the city like I don't want someone who's moved to New York in the last year or two because it's like so recent. Yeah, I'm like, like, I'm like, you don't know anything. Like, yeah. I'm like, all these things that you think are cool are not. Or yeah. like, I've been, yeah. we've been, I've been doing this for too long. Yeah. Like, I knew, I like, and I don't want to be your tour guide totally. for the city. And yeah. like, I think also, yeah, no, I mean, the, I think that makes sense. But I think the, it's it's fascinating to observe because I think that's partially why I never dated guys too close in age. Yeah. Because part part of it is, I mean, the reality is most time guys, they graduate at 22. Yeah. They're still dilly-dallying for like the next yeah. few years. But then right within like the two, three year mark after graduating, I feel like that's when they're like, okay, shit, they get a little more serious yeah. in their career. And exactly. then they realize they got to actually build a foundation of financial success exactly. or stability yeah. rather and then that's kind of why I feel like even when I'm meeting them at that point either the t when they're my age or like really close in age they're often still intimidated like by the growth yeah. I've had yeah. in my own career where and, and again I don't blame them for like wanting to feel at a certain level yeah. but I think that's also like such an internal thing where yeah. you don't have to um be insecure just because you're not there yet yeah um, and I think that's like more on them than like the yeah. girl that they're dating. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I totally get that. I was curious. So, okay. So going back to, I know you said like the high, you didn't say high value woman, but yeah. like maybe adjacent. And I personally, I'm very over the whole, people often use high value men, high value women. Yeah. And I kind of. It's gross to me. I think it's, I think it's annoying because, um, especially with the high value men thing and, and things that I've seen on like the clips around it, I often think, well. First off, anything high value or rare doesn't have to say it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like first off, like that's that. But the, that's why I think it's funny when a guy's like, "Well, I'm a high value yeah. man." I'm like, "Really? Yeah. What makes you as yeah. such?" And they'll like label all these external reasons, and I'm like, "Well, 
anything high value, like a car or a ring, like things that are actually high cost a lot, right? It's often because of supply and demand. Yeah. There's like only very few of those on the yeah. market. And what makes a something rare of a person is actual intrinsic traits, right? Yeah. So nowadays, what's more rare? I don't know, loyalty. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like in tech, yeah. right? So yeah. it's like stop acting like just because you make XYZ money means you're a high value man. Yeah. These are the clips I'm seeing on like social media. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what makes me like honestly laugh because I'm like, what makes anything high value is how rare it is to have that. Yeah. Therefore, it really comes down to like how you are as a person. And yeah. if you're replaceable, then you're not actually not that high value. Yeah. But I'm curious, like, what's your take on it for women and like what you kind of share within your content for women to think about in their own approach? Yeah. So I think there, one, my issue with the high value like narrative is mm -hmm. I think, like, my opinion is that you're, if you are high value, you will never have to say it because people will know. Correct. So like the even having a word is like dumb. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I think my biggest thing has been. I it's I will say as much as I love dating in New York, mm -hmm. because I think there's a great like quality of men here. Mm -hmm. One thing that you do have to realize is that there's also there's actually an even better caliber of women here. Yeah. In terms of like head on their shoulders, they're like so many of them are very successful because you have to like make money to like be live here. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, And so many like they're just like. I see so many of my friends and I'm like, you guys are such a catch. Mm -hmm. um, and as a result of like, the, there's so many of these women, there's also like, like there's a lot of competition for right. like actually good guys. Yeah. And unfortunately like that, as a result, there's a lot of competition. And I think some, like the guys here are so spoiled mm -hmm. in terms of like their options. But like my main thing has been is that you will never get somewhere by being like, I'm a high value woman. Like you yeah. should understand that like yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. a catch. Like yeah. I'm a catch. The only like one of my favorite like things is like you will never regret silence of like not I'm not saying if someone is abusive to you. Right. Like talk. But if you move the fuck on and yeah. never speak to them again for and I will do this for the tiniest thing. Yeah. I am like if someone is not into me, I am not interested. Yeah. Like I am out. Yes. Um like yes. I cut things off probably like more quickly than and I, like I see one thing and it's just like okay, I learned what I needed to know. Yeah. And I'm not into you anymore and I'll never speak to you again. Like I'm right. not I'm never waiting for someone's text. I'm never like, "Ugh, like why is this guy not texting me?" It's like and and then as a result, and I truly think this, as a result Every single guy who's ever done or like who I don't speak to mm -hmm. always comes back. Mm. Whether you want to like go back to that, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But it's like it's truly because that the true like the truest high value way of doing things it's is that self it's having self-respect yeah. and moving the fuck on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like and I will do I like I also believe that no guy will ever leave you because you're too crazy and because you respected yourself too much like that will never like and if you if they will like you don't like I remember like there was one guy I'd been seeing and I honestly wasn't that into him yeah but I remember like he hugged a girl while we were out and like, <laughs> hugged friendly she was being friendly uh-huh and I like I just I was like um 
And you guys were like exclusive? No, we were not exclusive. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> no like nothing wait, wait, like wait, what did you say but he just talked to someone in front of me in like a kind of flirty way and i just left like i like laughed um and he's like why did you leave and i was like you're clearly having a fun time like and i'm not that interested anymore and he was like wait what do you mean like she's like a, just a friend or whatever and i was like i was like you did nothing wrong like you were not disrespectful like he was like he was like i didn't mean to be disrespectful i was like you're not disrespectful but i just know that the, whoever i'm like whoever I'm with is going to be obsessed with me. And like, uh. like, like that you like on a normal standard, you didn't do anything wrong. Right. But like, and I just learned but, like mm -hmm. a little bit more about you. And I realized that like, that's your, there's no, I was literally said, I can find the text. It was like, there's no hard feelings. I just realized like, we're probably not a match. Interesting. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like, fuck you. I was just right. like, I just don't, I'm not attracted to you anymore. Yeah. I'm very like, if it's not the one, it's not the one. So you would prefer, I'm curious, so then would you have a preference that whatever guy you're you're dating or you're with, like, does not even have casual, friendly hugs? No. No, no, no and I'm no, curious no, because... No, 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 no. Well, okay. He was, like, she, like, he was, it was definitely, like, it was a hug, but they were definitely, he was, like, talking to her, and I was, like, sitting here, standing here, being like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> um, oh, okay, so he actually, like, yeah, got into nothing, conversation. Yeah, okay, but, like, okay. It, and I could tell that she was very interested. Oh, and, like, I okay. was like, don't entertain this, okay. like, in front of me. Oh, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Okay, so yeah. that's that's good context. No, it's, it's so funny, because I think what a lot of people don't understand is there is... Like, there is no right or wrong option yeah. in that scenario. But I do agree. And again, especially if you are someone that has a level of self-respect like yeah. you described. It's like, you're going to see that and feel a bit of a turnoff. And I guess it, it really depends on your level of compassion on whether you'd give him, like, a shot to, like, do yeah. it over again or you just walk, right? Yeah. But I think that probably comes at a point where it's like, if you were really into him, maybe you'd give. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right? Yeah, but you probably yeah. weren't, weren't enough yeah. to, like, have that gesture of, like, this just want to be clear yeah. like maybe this is like a boundary it's not cool with me yeah and then like you you know but I think it's funny it's something I'm learning in my like most recent relationship dynamic is I was I guess like I have a few like guy friends or like maybe I would like hug a guy friend and like he's from Latin America yeah. so this is kind of like part of their culture too yeah. but it was a learning curve for me because yeah. I remember like in like when telling some American girlfriends this they're like this is so basic though it has like nothing to do right but yeah. it's like kind of understanding and being willing to respect certain people's standards and yeah. boundaries and if they communicate that to you then you either like you know respect that and like yeah. own it or just like you part ways yeah you and I mean? even think just like things and it doesn't it's not about like just like interactions with girls but like right. also like taking on a night states and like yeah. stuff like that of like showing that you care like yeah I think is really important to me and like less so of like yeah how do you meet guys in the city or just like what like how do you like create what's your like weekly lifestyle of and like balancing both like the workout stuff and then the going out stuff and then yeah. like going on dates like you said like back in the spring you had like what on average yeah. three days a week <laughs> that's pretty dope yeah. um I think one I get set up I don't know why yeah maybe I put this energy out into <laughs> the world or like I don't know what it is mm -hmm. but I but like I probably because I've also been single for a while okay and so I feel like everyone knows that I'm single. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I get set up by friends like all the time, okay. which I, that's like that's the fun. best. That's fun. Yeah. With a mutual friend. The best. That's the yeah. Best for sure. Um, and then the other ones I'm on dating apps as well. Yeah. Um, Have you ever met a guy randomly like on a night out and like maybe you thought he was cute and you approached him or like vice versa? Just like more like 
like even that kind of organic scenario because I feel like I get a lot of DMs people asking me how do you meet people especially in a city like New York like what are you doing and I'm kind of known to be a social butterfly in that sense where I have gone out to clubs a handful of times or lounges whatever by myself before and I'd come back every time with like a new girlfriend yeah or like back when I was more single like I definitely would have like a date yeah. following week or whatever and they'd be yeah. like how and it's yeah. literally like to me all you do is like make conversation yeah and be warm and nice yeah. and like actually interesting to talk to right yeah but like I don't know if that's like your thing no yeah I feel like I've met definitely a bunch of people out Oh, actually, 100%. I can think of people I've met out recently. <laughs> like, for me, I, the one thing that I do, definitely do is someone, like, asks you for my number. I, like, never say no. I always, like, throw a number. I think you can just, if they text you, yeah, like, yeah, ignore yeah. them. Like, right. and, like, do a little recon and see if they're <laughs> worth actually getting to know. Right. Um, <laughs> but, like, I, that, like, and so I always feel, I don't know what it is. Like, and I feel like, I think you just have to, like if you're having a fun time, people want to like be around be you. around yeah. you. So yeah. and like I also love going to like house parties or like yeah. any like any time. That's like another thing. I think there's like one video we made of like how to like meet friends in the city. And yeah. I will say just doesn't have to like this isn't my era now. Like, I think I, like, have enough friends, to be honest. Yeah. But, like, if you are really, like, I'm lonely. I don't have enough friends. Like, mm-hmm. have, like, a month or two where you're, like, this is the friend-making month. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is going to be a priority for you. Mm-hmm. And then, like, mm-hmm. what I've learned from doing that is, like, when that era was a thing. Like, anytime someone invites you to something, especially if it's, like, you just met someone. They're, like, oh, I'm going to this thing next week. Yeah. Like, you should come. Yeah. Even if, like, even if you had another plan that's, like, with your better friends yeah. that you think will be more fun. Yeah. Prioritize the first, like, time hangout. Yeah. With over anything. Because it took a lot for that person to, like, invite you to that. Yes. Even if you're, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, that weekend just, like, doesn't work for me because I'm, like, whatever. Yeah. It's, even if that excuse is real. Yeah. You're not going to hang out again like the first that is true that's and like those and if that that first hangout went well that was a friend and that's a whole nother friend group who you'll meet etc yeah Yeah. um yeah because i think also too like if you're if you think about it from the other perspective it's like if you're the one reaching out and like offering someone to hang out or like an opportunity to like go to an event together and they turn it down you naturally would feel like oh maybe they don't, don't want to get right to exactly yeah. exactly even if it's a really good Ex- excuse i agree with that yeah, yeah. so that's why the, although i will say if it even if it's a real reason like they're actually out of town for example yeah. i would advise like anyone being on that side of the coin offer a follow-up time yeah. then to hang so yeah. just to indicate like it's not as genuinely i do want to yeah yeah you know yeah. What I mean? if you can't make it you invite them to something yeah. next yeah 100 yeah. yeah. that's okay i love that though okay last few questions a thought or life lesson you would share with women in early 20s because we're both 26 and I feel like there's probably a handful of things that I always wanted to hear from like when I was like 21 and wanted to hear from like a 25 or 26 year old yeah because sometimes I don't know if you experience this especially because your mom is also Vietnamese but there's definitely from on my side and like family there's such a cultural difference yeah and a bit of a generational difference. So there's just certain things that I feel like uh, hearing from an older sister per se yeah. is a lot more relatable than hearing from a mom. Yeah. So I have a, li- a lot of listeners that are like that. Yeah. I think for me, and this is advice that I took myself, like I and most people like don't believe me anymore. Mm-hmm. 
is like I like growing in high school and like my first year in college, I was extremely shy. Like I like I think the first time when I realized that like I was not going to be shy, even though like I'm naturally introverted Mm -hmm. was honestly when I I never drank in high school and then I drank in college. And then Mm -hmm. I was like one time I was like drunk at a party. I was like, this is really fun. Like. Uh, like to talk to people and like get to know people and like yeah. not be have this like weird social anxiety of like oh they don't want to talk to me so like I don't shouldn't talk to them right um and I so I literally think like that was like the first realization I was like oh I kind of want to live my life in a way that like because I was like the benefits of getting to know people mm-hmm. and like of being unfortunately life rewards extroverts yes. like there's nothing we that can change true. about it That's true. that is how life works meeting people is like the it And it's like so fun. You get to like the things that I get to do just because of random people I have met Mm -hmm. is insane. Like any people are like, oh, how do you go to these cool things? Blah, 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 blah. Because I met people. Yes. And it's like, like it's. It's, Especially in a city like New York. There right? are you so many to. like cool random people that I meet who like invite me to like the sickest shit ever. Yeah. Or like yeah, yeah. or have like opportunities for my business and like yeah. stuff like that. Like even I think of back to Urban Outfitters, they reached out to us, but they reached out to us through someone who knew us. They were like she she through like she connected us. Yeah. But like had I not met that girl who right. The urban people would be like, oh, do you know the 4M people? Like, they probably would have never emailed me. Yeah. What made me, like, switch this, like, opinion of, like, okay, it is worth the extra, like, there's there's always, like, the nagging of, like, social anxiety, like, mm-hmm. in the back of my, like, head of, like, ugh, like, I hate this. Like, yeah. I can just leave. Right. Like, just think of it as, like, you will benefit. Like, the benefits the long- way yeah. outweigh this, like, nagging in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. Um. And to like really just like enjoy that it does not benefit you to have like to let that social anxiety like take over. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that bring that up too is like being nervous or scared about how they look or how they appear and like if they seem to fit in and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's all trial and error. Like you have to try it the first time and like put yourself out there in order to receive that. Yeah. But there is for me been long-term benefits for sure. And just even like the smallest thing, especially in nightlife, like yeah. especially when I've gone out by myself, I know a lot of people at the door and managers yeah. and like owners. And I am a nightlife girl because I love yeah. house music. But that came from going out by myself yeah. because like they easily remember my face. And you know the what I mean? best thing actually, <laughs> if, especially if you're a girl, which I assume most of your audience is, yeah. like no door person says no to a girl by herself 1000 you can get into yes. the hardest fucking club yes in new york if you are alone alone you go up to 100%. the door and you say hey it's just me i'm just meeting my me. friends inside yeah you don't have to have friends inside yeah. you can get into any place on earth yes if 1, you are a girl by yourself and and if you're going alone do not wait in the fucking line yeah. or like wait in the back of the- you go, go straight, straight to, to the, the door and you say hey my friends are inside i'm just meeting with them can i come on yeah any I, no door guy will say no yeah no 100 and they just like especially if you look cute and like you're just kind they're yeah. like what they don't even want you to be out there by yeah. yourself because there's like this weird empathy and they're just exactly. like they're definitely like very very sweet it, it's such a hack yeah it is such a hack and the bigger groups are harder yeah. no you gotta say right? no you gotta <laughs> say i don't i don't like a big pregame the big yeah. pregame like they're like oh we're having a pregame at my apartment no because i i don't want to go to that yeah because I then we're all have to be like, where do we want to go? And yeah. Then, and then it'll be awkward. Right. It'll, it'll be either we go to the worst place on earth. Right. Or, <laughs> or it, 
And maybe we don't even all get into the worst place on earth, unfortunately. Like, that's how New York is. And you have to have this awkward, like, well, see ya. Or you're like, okay, well, like, we're all standing outside. Now we have to find somewhere else that's not going to let us all in. Right. It's like a horrible Yeah, because groups are just not actually the easiest. Get like a three-person drinks. Yes. Anyway, yeah. Yes. Before, and then meet up with people out together. Like, yeah. When, no, once they're inside. I agree. Okay. Um, two questions from the card game, which I also have one for you. Amazing. First one, would you rather be crazy rich or deeply in love? Um, Deeply in love for sure. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Is that like, is that, is that like a, just a natural instinct for you? Or if like, did, have you ever thought about that where if you could have only one or the other? I think like my. Have you been deeply, have you been in love before? Like, I think I, like, was, like, I dated my, like, boyfriend from, like, high school into college. We mm-hmm. dated for, like, four years, three and a half, four years. Yeah. Um, But, like, I think I also, like, every relationship, I've had, like, two big relationships and every mm-hmm. single one, like, it was very mutual upon the breakup. And yeah. I think it was because it was, like, a long time coming when we did break up. So it yeah. was, like, you were kind of over it and, like, less sad. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't. So, and it's weird because then, then now I'm like, oh, like I can't even imagine being in love with that person. But I feel like I probably was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've just like so far removed from them. But right, I think my right. parents are so in like they're still together and they've Aww. been together for um, whatever, 29 or so years. Wow. And so it's like I can't like imagine like they are just very all they do is like hang out with each other. Like I, I'll go, like I'll go on like a mother daughter trip with my mom and she'll be like, can we FaceTime dad? Let's FaceTime dad. I'm like, you spent every day with him. Like, like, don't you think dad looks like Brad Pitt? And I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm glad that's that so he does funny. in your mind. <laughs> wow. That's so funny. How, like, how do you think just from an observation standpoint, how do you think that they've maintained that kind of connection for so long? If like just from an out of observer, like, is it like a certain values or like a common principles it's something I always love to ask like when I see successful couples I'm always so curious in their words like why do they think they're still going so strong I think they're very much like they like go to the beat of their own drum like they Mm -hmm. actually like like they left like they actually live in Puerto Rico now which is Mm -hmm. very random but they left California and because they were like, oh, I don't like this. Like everyone's like keeping up with the Joneses. Like yes. wanting to see like the town gossip and like wants like fancy things. Mm-hmm. Like they live like on like, I mean, it's beautiful, but like they live like off of a dirt road in yeah. Puerto Rico. It's on the, now it's, it's a, they're building like a little beach house. Yeah. Um, but like there's no one nearby. Like it's yeah. very much like they just like being yeah. like, themselves and like playing sports yeah and you just feel like it's because they both kept their own individuality yeah exactly doing what they wanted yeah okay yeah no i feel like some people cave you know what i mean yeah the whole like you know get a house in the suburbs yeah (laughs) like not my thing (laughs) yeah you could tell your younger self from five years ago a piece of advice what would it be Um, so i guess when you were 21 i just like it'll all work out like it's like nothing like i think we And I think I've learned this, like, over the years, but I think back, like, especially in college, I was, like, so stressed about, like, having the best, like, and I feel like when you, like, when you stress less about, like, being the best is Mm -hmm. when you become the best. Yeah. And, like, also not, not being afraid to go your own path. Like, that's the, I think so many people get so competitive with other people, and the reason why they get competitive is because, like, 
you're like, oh, like I'm I'm a, I'm doing this too, and they're doing this, and so like if you go on your own path, there's like mm-hmm. actually no competition. It's actually quite freeing. Yeah, like, there's no one else who I'm like, oh, who's like has a skincare brand and it's also, I mean, I guess maybe there are more, but it's like, my story is just so different. Right. Like I've never like, there's like, there's, and you're just going to be like in your own category. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And, and I think that's why people get afraid is like, if you actually do the thing that you want to do, which ends up being like a unique path, it's going to be one of those high value. Like that's exactly. just, you know, it's exactly. like funny. Yeah. Like the irony is like when you do actually what's true to you yeah. and you, and like that showcases the rare and unique qualities about who you are, or what your brand is yeah. and like the business aspect. That's exactly what makes you stand out. Exactly. Of a crowd, yeah. you know, especially like I'm sure in like the skincare realm, like the industry, there's so many. Yeah. It's like, why this one? Yeah, you know? exactly. And I've, I've never felt like I'm actually so friends with so many like skincare brand founders or mm-hmm. beauty brand founders. And it's like shockingly like not competitive, mm-hmm. like the relationship even like there's all, there's like some things that we wouldn't share. Like I'm not going to tell them who my lab is because like right. that is like whatever. But there's definitely a lot of things that we do share. And I think it's like a it's like the it's like the abundance mindset of like right. my thing is like everyone has skin and there's like billions of people in the world like right we can all totally sell skin care to different people yeah. okay last question something i ask every guest but in reflection of your life and like just you building 4am skincare and like everything you've experienced what would you say ultimately fulfills you in life i actually think it's like having um like a balance of all the things like mm-hmm. I feel like like at the end of the day like me and my co-founders say this all the time when we're stressed it's like we're not curing cancer like yeah. we're selling skincare it's like not I mean if you we had SPF maybe but like no right. like right. it is none of it is that serious mm-hmm. um and like this even like we were like well if like this doesn't work out like you can get a job like like I, like yes. like yes. none of this is the end of the world like yeah. um so really just like i what i really love about my life is like right now is that like i feel like i have really great friends i have a good business i'm like doing fun things mm-hmm. like i think like all those things together is like what fulfills me for sure yeah. oh i like that i think balance is important i think something i especially try to do uh, you know at 26 i think like you're only this age once so yeah. having a little bit of everything especially when you live in a city like new york is yeah. important yeah yeah exactly awesome well where can everyone find you share your social media your yeah. instagram tiktok your brand yeah my instagram my, all my handles are just my jade beglin b-e-g-u-e-l-i-n j-a-d-e-b-e-g-u-e-l-i-n but um and then more importantly follow 4am skin the mm-hmm. number four am skin skin amazing well we will link that in the show notes and i'm excited for everyone to check it out awesome Yay. same here and that was all for today's episode with jade beglin co-founder of 4am skin if you guys enjoyed this episode please be sure to share this with a friend and if you do make sure to tag us on instagram at what fulfills you and or my personal Instagram at Emily E. Duong. And to learn more about Jade and where you can find her on social media, all of that will be linked in the show notes. And if you are curious about grabbing the What Fulfills You card game, which is the same card game that I used at the end to ask Jade some fun questions, you can find that and all of the What Fulfills You merch at whatfulfillsyou.com. And you can enjoy 10% off with the code whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout. Thanks again for tuning in today. I would chat with you all next time.
It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.